and we're on, right? Because we're good. Yeah. Good. We're good. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Guardian Project Podcast. This is episode 92. I'm your host, Andy, and uh, I am just seven unsummons in a trench coat. Seven unsummons in a trench coat? Yeah, it's a makeshift cyclonic rift. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> that would take a lot to get through seven unsummons. How but, many times you blink in that Archaeomancer? I mean, uh, there's loops. There are. I mean, I'll find the loop. <laughs> you will. <laughs> <laughs> I will make a deck now. Seven, seven unsummons in a trench coat, and I will play on summon and try to play it seven times. New, think, new deck. Yeah, I think you should do it. And new you should deck. have Unsummon Skull on that. I absolutely should have Unsummon yeah. Skull join us for that game. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I'm your other host, Mike. And it's St. Patrick's Day this week. So I was trying to come up with my, my pun. I discovered that there was exactly one leprechaun in MTG. Oh. So for the spirit of the holiday, Irish, there was more than one leprechaun in MTG. What is the leprechaun that's in MTG? Um, it is. Is it? An, is it? Aisling leprechaun. A i s l i n g, from Legends. Oh. Please listen carefully. Yep. One green, one one. All creatures that block or are blocked by leprechaun become green creatures. Use counters to indicate changed creatures. Cost to tap, maintain, or use a special ability of target creature remains entirely unchanged. So if you want to make your opponent's creatures green, you should play Aceling Leprechaun. That's what you should do. That's what you should do. Because you want to give your opponents more green. That's it. You know? And this is the show where we talk about all things Magic the Gathering. But mostly Commander. So um, I finished a deck. Mm-hmm. I did. It's been a minute since I had like put a deck together. I kept mm-hmm. talking about putting them together and then it's just like I had to pull all the cards. It's so daunting. It, honestly, I will say it's far less now that all my cards are sorted, but I did put together Orvar the All Form and um, I'm very excited to try it on stream soon, but um, you know, it wouldn't be a deck of mine if I didn't put an infinite combo in it. So, you know, we're just going to play a little time stream navigator thanks to our uh, graphic designer mm. chris wolf mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who uh i was subjected to that combo a couple of weeks ago so you're gonna you... subject everyone else to that combo now. hey you know what <laughs> to be fair you have to play it have a way to make a copy of it and have four mana and tap it available it's not like I mean, it's you do have to jump through some hoops sure. to make it happen sure and it's not like you're just there are much much easier loops to make happen in orvar pro- pro- and i did not put that in. right i did not so and now i own a tri- time stream navigator which honestly looking back was like one of the iconic art art pieces mm-hmm. from from rivals of ixalan yeah and um i've until a couple weeks ago i had never even seen it cast or played hmm. really good in that deck so um i mostly just want to build or you know makeshift islands mm. Just, just token islands, token islands. That can't, all the time. That, that, yeah, hmm. all the time. I mean, it's good. Mono blue ramp is always fun. So I'm excited to play this Orvar deck. Um, I, I don't know how nasty it'll be. To be honest, when we saw the deck that was on our stream, it it did nothing for a while until it did what it did. Right. right? I mean, it wasn't being <clears throat> oppressive in any no. way, shape, or form. It looked, it looked like it might have the ability to when looking at the deck list, but it wasn't like that in actual gameplay. Yeah. So I, I would like to play it and see if this is a, a better fit for a mono blue deck than the mono blue Baral counter spells that I used to play. Right. 
or the mono blue Maloku, the clouded mirror mm. combo that I used to play, which that one was fine. It was just very inconsistent and actually kind of so- sometimes unfun even for me to play because right. you're swinging with the, the, just the illusions, mm-hmm. which are not strong. <laughs> so right. everybody just watch you, watches you play. Right. Yeah. Well, I also made a deck. I didn't build it in paper, but I did brew it. Um, and, you found it on my architect when you were looking for a deck list for posting YouTube video for our stream. I did. And I honestly didn't even say anything. I was like, well, hmm, I wonder what this is. I wonder what I'm going to be subjected to in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So this is why I normally build my decks on private so that people can't <laughs> see them. So what did we build? It's super janky. I call it uh, mono green Arden. And uh, I've always, I'm, I'm really infatuated with Arden's um, triggered ability to, change the target of auras and so many different things you can do i have an arden um like curses deck right now and um you know everyone is making like the arden equipment deck and and auras deck where it's um voltron style so this is another take on an arden deck where i use as many of the green land enchantments as i can and it's kind of trying to create um Oh, what is that four mana enchantment that got banned in so many different formats that untaps all your lands at your end step? Oh, um, Wilderness Reclamation? It's kind of a pseudo Wilderness Reclamation, what I'm trying to do. When I move to my combat step, I tap like all my lands except for one for mana and then move all of my mana making auras to my last land and then tap that for mana. And so I have just a bunch of mana in my mana pool and cast an instant speed green white X spell. Green. I I mean, there is the um the Mar- the one that makes tokens. March of the multitudes March is of the a multitudes. pretty good one. There's a bunch of ones that'll have me just like gain life and stuff. So life gains kind of a pseudo strategy. But um, I only play one planes, basic planes, and every other card is a forest except for deserted temple because that one's just really good with untapping my lands yeah. again. So it's kind of budgety and it is super jank. Um, but you know, it's it'll be a fun build. Kodama is the partner to Arden, by the way. Oh, because why not? Because green. That Kodama with Reach. Oh, I just figured it has Reach. Takes down that Malcolm when I try and play against it every time. And you know, um, another thing I looked into, Kodama. um, I don't see a lot of people playing Evoke creatures with Kodama. And I really feel like they should. Because you get to cast a creature with a higher CMC for a lower mana cost. And then get a free permanent from your hand equal to that higher CMC, not that converted mana cost you actually paid for it. If you're playing a Kodama deck and you're not playing Convoke in it, you should. Yeah. It's one of those... It's one of those commanders that just seems to always just be good Mm -hmm. when it's out. And I like that. I do like that a lot. Um... I also saw a deck list from Chris Von Doom on Varagoth Blood Sky Sire, and it was a glass cannon commander deck that was like almost 80 swamps, but it just tutors for your combo pieces like ad nauseum. And I was like, man, I love this. And it reminded me of the treasure hunt deck that was in modern oh, where yeah. you just play almost all lands and you discard and make zombies and things. But um, th- it feels similar mm-hmm. almost. So that was that that's it just made me think of that because um i hope to see that mono black deck too at some (laughs) some point we also got to play with zach and ryan from commander social on our stream this past week and i think we saw that was probably the most new commanders we've seen in a while on our stream so i played a nezahal deck we saw elsha the infinite nimrus unis trickster uh, thrasios and tormod lord wingrace i think there were five new commanders 
yeah just on in that two stream games. between those two games mm-hmm. so that was that was really cool i got to do some fun stuff with neza hall which i was worried about because it was a budget neza hall deck mm-hmm. playing against decks that were not all budget right, right. <laughs> somewhere uh, i guess the elsha deck was an upgraded precon mm-hmm. and then um the neza hall deck was actually my husband's deck that we had built originally for a game that we played i think our first youtube video ever first youtube video ever it's a long game. Yeah, five people. Five people. It was for, <laughs> it was for charity. Yes, yeah, so it was for extra life. It's for extra. Yeah, it was extra life the first year, and we played it in Coil's basement. And then Coil edited a video and put up five players worth of images. Yeah, it was not fun. That was my first video editing, and I don't like doing it. Yeah, you started on hard mode with five players mm-hmm. too. <laughs> in mm-hmm. a really long game. Sure did. And one of those was a Marilyn of the Morn song. Yeah, there was a lot of editing to do. Yeah, there was a lot of tutoring and I had chatting to happening. Cut a lot of that uh, time out for that tutoring, and and actually, so you played your Neza Hall in that first uh, game, and I got to play my copy of Neza Hall in the second game when I was playing Luna, and that did a lot of work for me too. So Neza Hall was a big factor in both of our games. I do think that I made a major misplay in that first game. Yeah, and I could have won based on what was in my hand. Mm-hmm. You'll have to check it out. It was actually a very fun game. Uh, it was, you know, I died to commander damage. Or no, I didn't. I almost died to commander damage. Hmm. I had to prevent it so I wouldn't die from commander damage. Right. And that was, and then I died. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find that on YouTube. Um, and if you like our YouTube videos or you like any of our content, we would really appreciate any support that you could throw our way. Um, you can support us by heading to patreon.com slash guardian project pod and donating for any dollar amount. Yeah. And if you are uh, listening to the podcast or watching the podcast on YouTube or on Apple streams on Spotify, you could really, really help us out by following us, uh, liking our channel. Um, if you're on YouTube, hit the bell icon so you get notifications whenever we upload a new video. Um, we'd really appreciate any comments and feedback to make the podcast better for you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Give us your feedback, please. And thank you. Feedback, please. Thanks. So Coyle, what are we talking about this week? Today we are doing a Patreon deck tech. We are doing Adelie's the Cinderwind for a little bit of a, a is it wizards deck tech today. Is it? Um, is it? yeah. It, that joke never gets old, but it does, but it doesn't. It's like already old, but it's so old that it's good now. It's like reserve list. We're, we're bringing it back. It is the sexy of jokes. Okay. I'm down. (laughs) All right. So we are going to, do you want to, let's fly into it. We're flying. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You always got to clap. It's like the (laughs) friends theme. It's like the friends theme. You know, if you don't clap when that song is on, are you really watching friends? (laughs) The, the answers, y- you are still watching Friends, but you should still clap. Well, Netflix asks me at like every four episodes or whatever if I'm still watching Friends. So the answer is, is it depends it yes? if I'm awake <laughs> oh, to okay. click yes on the controller <laughs> or not. So this week we are talking about uh, Andy Bentley's Adelie's The Cinderwind deck. So thank you, Andy, so much for your support. We are doing a deck tech on this deck, which is a, uh, a blue red deck wizard tribal deck that is focused on 
commander damage. Mm-hmm. So Adelie's Descender Wind is a 2-2 human wizard for one, a uh, blue and a red with flying in haste that says whenever you cast an instant or a sorcery spell, wizards you control get plus one, plus one till end of turn. So uh, wizard tribal, swinging in for commander damage. And I like this take on wizards because in, in most of the other wizards decks, you're likely playing with just combos as the main win con and they're not they're not really focusing on some aggressive strategy that's just swinging in in all instances um i have a Kaza royal royal chaser deck and um it's a wizard deck but i am certainly not swinging in for commander damage right i think um like when that anala pre-con came out the grixis wizards ones people really started building wizards more and more and, and wizards are known for their enter the battlefield effects more right. than, more than anything else um so this is going to allow you just to turn your wizard sideways and they're going to be really big and they're going to do fun stuff yeah a, a zombie lady of scrolls is a pretty popular commander mm-hmm. um, for wizards as well but i mean you're in mono blue so you can't play any of the red wizards um but looking at the top 10 uh, blue red commander decks based on edh rec a lot of the themes are based on drawing cards and really casting casting spells but you could argue like Zindersplit and Ocon or Brutoclad or Riel the Everwise are combat based, mm-hmm. um, although they are still casting spells themselves. Um, but specifically for for Wizard Tribal, there's a thousand forty five Wizard Tribal decks, and Adelie's is in fact the most built of those Tribal decks. So um, let's uh, let's let's dive into this. Yeah. So. Uh, looking at the creatures, uh, there's 17 creatures, including Adelie's here. Um, all of them in the deck are, in fact, wizards, except for Docent of Perfection, which makes wizards. It makes wizards. It makes the wizards. And since the commander cares about casting spells, we see a lot of these wizards that synergize with casting spells. And specifically, lots of them provide value over time, as opposed to like a single blowout turn. But that's really not uncommon. We have both faced this deck. Mm-hmm. I have lost to this deck. Um, I think I have, too. I have a feeling most of the patron deck decks that we will do are probably decks that I have been blown out by. <laughs> That's probably true. You know, uh, <laughs> a lot of these decks are very popular decks that that we play with um, our, our patrons on. So um, I'll start out with one here. Um, a lot of value creatures here. Goblin Electromancer, a 2-2 Goblin Wizard for uh, blue-red that says instant and sorcery spells you cast cost one generic less. And in this build, there are 20 instant and sorcery spells in this deck that can, in fact, be reduced because they've got colorless in their in their um, um, converted mana cost or mana value. Uh, it's a weird change. I'm going to try try working on that because okay. we're going to be changing that, you know. And um, and then many come, um, you know, down from two mana to costing a single mana. Right. So that's great value. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this deck is really trying to stay low to the ground i mean we're going to talk about the mana base later but it's uh it's aggressive i would say in its mana base in terms of you know it 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 needs when it taps for mana when you're tapping mana to cast your spells you're tapping for a color yes like it's always going to be you're not you're not using generic mana all the time no you're definitely looking for color here um so our next uh value wizard here value wizards that could be like a good storefront name there you go wizards value store value wizard store so the next value cheers wizard, by andy cheers by andy <laughs> uh, is dreadhorde arcanist uh recently banned card in legacy banned in legacy it's banned somewhere dreadhorde arcanist is a one three zombie wizard with trample it says whenever dreadhorde arcanist attacks you may cast a target instant or sorcery spell with converted mana cost less than or equal to dreadhorde arcanist power from your graveyard without paying its mana cost um, if the spell would be in your graveyard 
uh, if you spell would be put into your graveyard uh, this turn, you exile it instead. So uh, this Adelie's deck plays a lot of uh, really low CMC cards, as we just talked about. It's trying to cast as many as many spells as it can in a single turn to make use of Adelie's trigger. Um, so we have a lot of one converted mana cost spells that Dreadhorde Arcanus is going to be able to cast for free for us um, inherently without even being pumped by Adelie. So there's actually 15 one converted mana cost spells. Um, but then once Adelie starts getting going and you start casting a few spells before you move to combat, hopefully your Dreadhorde Arcanist is going to be even bigger than that. And you're going to be able to cast some of these larger spells for free like maybe you're going to be able to cast like a cryptic command for free from your uh, graveyard or something so um, definitely going to be a really big uh, value creature as time goes on in the game yeah if you even pump it by just one single power you to get it to to two power Mm -hmm. you you actually add 16 additional spells that are actually in that are in the deck that if they're in your graveyard i mean that's um you're at 31 spells. I mean, that's <laughs> feels like the majority of your deck almost at that point. Um, so really, really good. And obviously the only downside is that you have to swing with it. Right. Well, you know? and, and you're, and you're also, I guess the only, the, the one thing I was thinking of is this, this deck doesn't have the ability to mill itself or anything. So you're only going to be able to cast spells that you either had to discard because you don't have, um, something making it so you don't have a maximum hand size and you have more than seven or you've already cast it so there's no way to like cheat something into your graveyard Only to try I to think cast it for free looting so there's okay. you know there's some spells frantic search i think is in here too and so maybe there's a couple that you could discard some cards with yeah so um you know the next creature here snapcaster mage is a 2-1 human wizard for one and a blue that has flash and when it enters the battlefield target instant or sorcerer in your graveyard gains flash back until end of turn with the flashback cost equal to its mana cost. So it's a, it's a great card that helps reduce those um, or reuse the spells that, that we've already used um, just like Dreadhorde Arcanus can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I don't actually own a Snapcaster Mage. I know you finally got I a Snapcaster. I literally got one this weekend. Yeah, for your Orvar deck, I assume. For my Orvar deck. Okay, so um, I always, when I'm making a deck, I always, anytime I need a Snapcaster, I replace it with Torrential Gearhulk because I own copies of Torrential and I don't yeah. own Snapcaster. So I kind of wanted to make a good parallel here as to why Torrential Gearhulk is not being played in this deck. Number one, it's not a wizard. So that's, I mean, you shouldn't, you don't need any more reason for this particular deck, for this Adelie's Wizard Tribal deck. Um, but it's also a six converted mana cost, which yeah. would be just absolutely huge for this deck it it doesn't run a lot of fast mana to to be able to pump that out right on top of the fact that torrential gear hulk is usually a, something that you cast on somebody else's turn to flash in both a blocker and probably a counter spell and in an adelie's deck you're trying to focus most of your mana and your spell casting on your own turn yeah yeah specifically instant speed but you want it on your turn yeah. likely during combat yes exactly exactly so um i did pick up a torrential gear hulk but yeah understandably it's not a wizard so it doesn't necessarily fit but but i think yeah to your to your point we're not running many many um fast mana or just rocks in general so mm-hmm. it's you're probably just going to curve out at, as the game goes on yep um there's some but, I but mean, not a lot i think i think our next wizard actually here um don't or not our not our next wizard our next creature here is actually the um close to the top if not the top of our uh, mana curve and that's docent of perfection docent of perfection one of those cards that for a while it was really expensive and i'm surprised it is not played as much as it is but there are only two five cmc creatures in the deck so 
Probably one of the most useful, though. Docent of Perfection, a 5-4 flying insect horror for 3 blue blue. Uh, so it's the only non-wizard. Uh, it says, when you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a 1-1 one, one blue human wizard creature token onto the battlefield. So uh, I know that we are talking about a wizard tribal deck and it's only running 17 creatures. But it's not. It's running more because you're you're probably going to get a couple of, of uh, human wizards off of this. Um, it says, then, if you control three or more wizards, transform Docent of Perfection. So it's a flip card um, from the Shadows over Innistrad block. Uh, the flip side is Final Iteration, an Eldrazi insect that has flying and says, wizards you control get plus two, plus one, and have flying, and then still maintains the clause of whenever you cast an instant or source, you make a 1-1 one, one human wizard. So um, this can get out of hand. Um, it's at the top of the curve, 5 CMC, but it's going to flip properly. Probably immediately. Mm-hmm. You only need three. It, it it's not one, but your commander and two cheap cheap wizards, and then it coming out, um, giving that evasion of flying absolutely necessary in this deck. Oh, it's huge. Um, I mean, Adelaide's can make them strong enough so that you can get through things on the ground. Like two or three spells will make most of your wizards at three, four, five power. Mm-hmm. Um, this card might be one of the most important cards in the deck, I think. Yeah, sure. I mean, and, and and you mentioned that not a lot of people run it anymore. And I think that's because when you're looking at what this card fills, the slot it fills in a deck, it's a token creator from Instant and Sorceries. But this one specifically making wizards is why it fits here and why you're not running a young pyromancer right. or um, uh, the mystic, the four mana mystic that makes one one birds. Oh, um, um. Oh my gosh, mon- uh, it's not monastery. Well, the but, monastery mentors in white, but yeah. no, uh, murmuring mystic. Murmuring mystic. Murmuring mystic. So, um, because they're not making wizards, that's why you choose to use docent. But maybe in other in other decks, you want something that is lower converted mana cost to make your tokens, and that's that's why. But this one, tons of added benefit. Yes. Um. So the next two creatures, I kind of want to talk about them together, kind because they kind of fill the same kind role. of. Uh, and that's Storm Chaser Mage and We Dragonauts. Uh, so Storm Chaser Mage is a blue red human wizard, uh, one three with flying haste and prowess. And We Dragonauts is for one a blue and a red, a one three fairy wizard with flying that says whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, We Dragonauts gets plus two plus zero until end of turn. So it's not actually prowess, but kind of close prowess technically is non-creature spells so they would trigger on artifacts as well mm-hmm. so that's why if you were wondering why Adelise doesn't say you know all of your wizards get prowess or something like that that's why it's only instants and sorceries so the reason i wanted to talk about these is because these are um, good for you know getting your opponent's health either down to a point where you can actually kill them later or um, alternate targets for some of your pump spells we're going to talk about pump spells in a little bit um, because they actually get double effects when you have adelies out so you have adelies out you cast a cantrip your storm chaser mage instead of just getting plus one plus one from adelies it has prowess it's now getting plus two plus two dragonauts is getting plus three plus one they both already have flying so um you know we're going to talk about some of these other uh, pump spells that might give double power or double strike or something that are really going to turn these creatures into uh, huge powerhouses if commander damage or if your commander is being shut down for some reason you can use these creatures instead right right and some other creatures that that are are not in the deck um fair some of them fairly new actually one of them has just been the last couple of months the other one is from war of the spark so it's still within the last year or so or two years um uh, sakashima of a thousand faces and um spark double um so um uh 
these would be cast to have them enter as a copy of Adelie's, right? So then you have two of them that are, you know, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery, your creatures are getting plus two, plus two of right. your wizards. Um, now, these clone effects are are great. And, and there's a note, you know, you have clone effects like quasi-duplicate are great, but the drawback is they can't be legendary. So you can't make another Adelie's in that instance. Right. Um, or even clone itself. Um, but I, you know... Considering the CMC of the deck, I, I can understand why we're not adding lots of four CMC cards mm-hmm. um, because we are, uh, we'll talk about the mana base, but we're running 36 lands. So we'll get to that after, but um, we certainly don't want to um, load up on four and five CMC creatures because sure. we're trying to get in early, trying to get in early. For sure. So uh, I guess the the first thing to talk about here is card advantage. How are we going to draw cards? You know, is it decks in themselves? Are they really known for card advantage and card draw? Yes. yes and they, they use them up and then they run out of cards, yes. right? So you, your spells, some of them have flashback. Some of them can be cast, you know, twice. Um, and some of the creatures help you cast them twice. But you definitely need to draw more than just relying on the ones that can be used multiple times. For sure. For sure. So um, we're going to see a couple wizards here that are actually going to help us draw some cards. And the first one... <gasps> Who would have guessed? The first one is what uh, Andy's um favorite card draw spell in this deck and that's azami lady of scrolls it's a zero two legendary human wizard for two blue 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 that says tap an untapped wizard you control draw a card um so like andy said it's probably his favorite card card draw spell in the deck i don't think i disagree with it um because i really i really uh draw a comparison to like what green can do and stuff with its creatures um so azami it's an activated ability from Azami. Azami isn't granting your wizards the ability to tap themselves to draw a card. It's Azami tapping them, so it gets around any summoning um, sickness. Yeah, any summoning sickness. You can just come in, tap all of your wizards, and draw a card. It's like having a regal force. Instead of having green creatures, you have wizards, but regal force costs seven mana, where this is only going to cost you five. And you can leave all your wizards untapped until you know someone else's turn. Here's my best worst comparison. Okay. It's Crypt of the Threat for wizards but not for mana for card draw and it gets around something interesting (laughs) so nothing like it but very much similar it's it's almost they can both be removed by a feed the swarm same card so they're folks. The same. you heard it here they're the same <laughs> <laughs> uh next card uh jorian rune diver so this is a card that i've seen many times coil has a, a commander deck based on jorian so mm-hmm. it is a uh, two three merfolk for one blue red that says wizard uh it's a wizard that says uh when you cast your second spell each turn draw a card so jorian's a great card to help keep the engine going since your spells are usually a, a single turn uh, use or have a single effect they may have flashback or another ability jorian can uh help you draw a card because you're probably going to cast more than one of those in a turn because the cmc of them are so low um it it makes your cantrips even better because your cantrip is is like i don't know scry one draw a card or uh your creature gets plus three plus one and you scry one and then uh if it's your second spell, you draw. And if the cantrip itself said to draw, then you're drawing two. Um, just feels really good. Um, I've seen Jorian draw people three, four cards uh, over the course of a game. And sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, for sure. Like like you said, I have a Jorian deck. This looks very similar to my Jorian deck when I just look at the deck list and all the cantrips and everything mm-hmm. in it. Um, and, and there's even uh, some similarities like 
isochron scepter and there's flashback abilities and rebound abilities that are especially effective with jorian because you don't have to be using cards from your hand in order to activate jorian's ability to draw a card so you can actually net cards in your hand in case you had things that mattered about how many cards you had in your hand if you were playing a psychosis crawler or something we don't see that in this deck but um, I really like the Jorian ability, and this reminds me a lot of my own deck. And, and it certainly it combos with some cards that we'll talk about um, down the line, like Isochron Scepter. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that when we get to a more combo-y section. Yes. But Jorian Rune Diver, solid pick. Yes. Uh, next creature we have here is Magus of the Wheels. So this is a 3-3 human wizard for two and a red. Uh, you can tap it and pay one in a red and sacrifice it to have each player discard their hand and draw seven cards. So you're going to have a Wheel of Fortune on a sacrificable creature. Or a Wheel of Misfortune without the downside. Without the downside. Potential downside. And one Guaranteed per- wheel? Everybody wheels. Everyone wheels. Yep. So um, we did uh, end up having a, a conversation with Andy about this on why he isn't running Wheel of Fortune, Wheel of Misfortune. He said it, it is uh, like a budgetary um, Yeah, just constraint. doesn't own them and would absolutely play both those if, if, if he had them. Right. But we don't. And I remember Magus of the Wheel actually being worth a few bucks before it, it was reprinted it got a reprinted. couple of times right. now. Yeah, it was at one point like $10 or something like that. Like, it doesn't have haste. You can't do it right away. So I understand why... You know, it's definitely a different price point than than the sorcery speed wheels, though. But um, a three three for three that's a human that's going to get pumped by Adelie's is still pretty good. Still, yeah, still relevant. Mm-hmm. And and you you if the opening is there because the 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 op the opportunity could always arise, right? You're like, oh, I guess I just swing with it because I could take someone out for right? sure. A five five with two pumps, mm-hmm. so that's great. Um, next card here, windfall sorcery for two and a blue that says each player discards their hand and draws cards equal to the greatest number discarded this way. So since there's a ton of one and two mana spells that are going to get used up really quickly, your hand may be low. Um, so you can take full advantage of this by by even going empty handed when you cast this. Uh, everybody discards and you you 100 percent benefit, assuming. Yeah. There's more than one card. I, I mean, you would at 100% benefit, mm-hmm. I guess, um, mm-hmm. because you are going down to zero and drawing one. But um, <laughs> in many cases, you could probably draw four, five, or six. Right. Or more if someone is, you know, drawing all the cards. Yeah. I especially like the wheel effects too, because they you can use them. You can you can think of them as a modal spell too. You know, if someone tutors or something and you can make them discard the card that they tutored and get a new hand or yes. just disrupt someone's strategy. Um, I really like the the utility like that behind a wheel. Um, okay, so the next card is Light Up the Stage. I'm excited about this card. I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so Light Up the Stage uh, is a sorcery for two and a red that says exile the top two cards of your library. Until the end of your next turn, you may play those cards. Um, but it also has a spectacle cost, and the spectacle cost is for a red. And what spectacle means is if an opponent has lost life this turn, you can cast the card for its spectacle cost instead of its normal mana cost. Um, and I think this card is... This card's mechanic, the spectacle mechanic, is a little uh, contradictory, uh, maybe, in this deck. Um, I think there is definitely uh, a benefit and a definite drawback here. Sure. So, spectacle and Adelie's. Um, Adelie's wants to cast all of her spells, typically in the first main phase and during combat. And a spectacle is a sorcery speed spell that you cast in your second main phase after you hit someone with combat damage it doesn't have to be combat damage in this deck it's combat damage mm-hmm. um so you're going to be casting this in the second main phase you're not going to be getting the adelie's pump from it 
but you if you look at it from the other side your commander has haste and flying mm -hmm. you're probably going to get in as soon as you cast it so if you have four mana you can swing in with adelies and then hit your your light up the stage right away so it's a kind of a a benefit because your commander can turn it on and a drawback because your commander can't take advantage of the cast. But you can still cast it for three you instead can. of just casting it for one red with spectacle. So you can cast it for three, reveal two cards, and it does say you can play them. So you can play a land mm -hmm. revealed off of spectacle. So if you need to hit your land drop and you go, oh, I guess I need to do this. Or you could reveal two cantrips and then you really got three things all before combat damage or, or, during, or during combat. Um, I think... I, I don't think I'm upset with this if I have to spend three on it. I would love to spend one, obviously. For sure. But spending three, that's still pretty low, CMC. Yeah. I don't know if I would play a spectacle card that isn't going to give me card advantage, though. Like the, the spectacle card that's a lightning bolt or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not playing that card in the stack. Probably not. No. No. But I, I definitely like this one. Um, so it, it's great in, in, in something that uh, a mechanic I would like to also see return because this mm -hmm. deck could certainly... Um, you know, take advantage of them depending on what it what it does. Mm -hmm. But again, it's it's probably best to cast them uh, before combat. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this deck is getting in with uh, commander damage. That's the name of the game. So let's look at some of those spells that are going to help get there uh, with that damage. On top of just the pump that Adelies is giving when you cast instants and sorceries. So um, the commander uh, has flying in haste and is is really poised to be able to get in unblocked just with the invasion that is. Or the evasion, that invasion. Right. <laughs> With the invasion. Invasion. <laughs> Adelie's the invasion. It's a new movie. Um, so inherently able to get in with the evasion that it has. Um, and there's... As long as someone doesn't have a flyer, you're you're going for them. So oops, right, sorry. yeah. Usually, someone <laughs> puts out their giant scary flyer, and you're like, "Well, at least I have a turn to get a blocker out or something." You don't get the opportunity there with an Adelie's. It has haste. So it has it now. has haste. So uh, the first card here, Titan Strength, is an instant for one red. It says target creature gets plus three plus one until end of turn and scry one. I mean, Adelie's is already. A, uh, a two two so uh, you cast it it gets plus one plus one so it's a three three and then it's getting plus three plus one it's already at six yeah. it's uh it's a six four c coming in for commander damage and that's only one spell i assume you're going to cast m more than one i mean you're probably going to cast more than one now you might not always get in an adelie's blowout turn where you're getting 21 in a turn but as we continue through the list, you, you might. Yeah. Um, so on the next card that we're going to talk about is uh, Teamer Battle Rage. So Teamer Battle Rage, uh, not in the Teamer colors. It is in. It's in um, one of the Those are colors. the Teamer but colors. But it's not Teamer. <laughs> okay. Even though it says Teamer is the first word. Well, the dex is it, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Teamer Battle Rage. Uh, for one and a red, it's an instant that says target creature gains double strike until end of turn, uh, but also has ferocious. So if the creature uh, is power four or greater, it also gains trample. Um, not sure how relevant that trample text is going to be since you're already flying. It's going to be relevant in some situations, sure. Um, but I don't know how many situations, but the, it's really the double strike that's going to do it. So it's going to pump your all of your wizards by one just by being cast. And then most likely you're going to be giving Adelie's double strike. So at the very minimum, it's going to be six commander damage coming in just from this one attack. Um, but you also have a card called Assault Strobe, which is a sorcery for one red that does the same. Well, doesn't give trample. Um, but for one red, you have a sorcery that says target creature gains double strike until end of turn. Also <laughs> going to make Adelie's a 3-3 three, three double strike. So um, 
obviously you don't want to cast both of these in the same turn, um, but being able to give Adelie's double strike two turns in a row and throwing in one or two other spells in there, you're going to be able to take out at least one person with commander damage. Yeah. So the next one, Unleash Unleash Fury is an instant for one in a red that says, uh, double the power of target creature until end of turn, which is... uh, that's that's good. It's really good. So let's say uh, you, you cast the, <laughs> the um, Titan Strength, and now you have a six power Adelies, and then you and then you cast this, and it gets the the plus one to seven, and then and then you double it to fourteen. Mm-hmm. Du- double strike. Pat- yeah. It's just on top of the fact that there are six spells in this deck that are spell doublers, like Twin Cast and. Um, you know, dual caster mage and other. We've also and got thousand year storm as an enchantment that just that would okay thousand go crazy thousand year storm goes crazy with this with this double double damage or double your power thing absolutely yeah double your power four times in a row or something like that and you know you have an Okin and Zinder split deck you know how that goes when you just double your power like twenty two times in one turn or something like that it oops. Oops. Got you there. You know what? I wonder now that I think about this, I, it's it's not a wizard, but I wonder if Kedis would be hmm. Kedis the hidden hand? N- no, that's Kethis. That's Kethis. Uh Kedis is the um Kedis Embercloth familiar, and it says whenever a commander oh, yeah. you control deals combat damage to an opponent, deal that much to each other opponent. It might be a little too cute. I mean that might not, but it, it costs two. It's not a wizard, it's a lizard. Oh, it's close. It's I think close. But it's I think an L instead of a W. I think Andy should add it so he can call this lizards and wizards. It's the lizard wizard. There's a there's a lizard with prowess from Amonkhet, so you can add two lizards. That you way can you can actually lizards. call it lizards. I'm just you know just thinking out loud here that 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 sounds like fun too. Oops, I just dealt you commander damage, and I also just took everyone else out. Yeah. Kedis only costs two, so it might you know interesting. It's on, it's on curve. It. It really is. It really is. So, uh, and then, and then following that up, how about another pump spell? Invigorated Rampage. It's uh, another instant for one in a red that says choose one. So you got two options here. Um, either target creature gets plus four, plus zero, oh, and trample, which would be really good on your commander, or two target creatures get plus two, plus zero, oh, and gain trample until end of turn. So looking at this and how I've seen the deck played. I wonder if I actually choose option two because chipping in with more damage might be might be more useful because your Adelie's is giving likely it itself and another wizard the the plus one plus one and then if you give them each plus two plus oh mm-hmm. I think you're getting more overall yeah they're, they're especially if they have a blocker right so your both of your creatures are going to get plus three plus one instead of one of your creatures getting plus four plus oh so you get two more or plus, plus five plus yeah plus one. five so you get one more power. Yeah, I think if you have two creatures and then even more power if you have more than two. But creatures, I guess so. very situ- and it's nice though that it's situational, right? Because you give the plus four plus O to your commander if you know you can get him with commander damage. Yeah, if you got that double strike. Well, and it gives a trample too on top of it, so it's like double double. Whoa, that's. I mean, listen, I've died to this deck. I've seen it. I've seen it. We've we've all seen it happen. (laughs) Um, And on top of all of that, you know, just just some good is it cards that you can play in the deck at instant speed. You know, you're swinging with your Adelies and someone's like, oh, I'm going to path to exile your Adelies so I don't get hit by it. Well, you just counter it with your counter spells because we're playing a decent, uh, you know, protection package here. We have six counter spells, a deflecting swat and a cyclonic rift in here to protect Adelies. 
And I mean, you can leave up your mana and be like, hey, don't touch Adelie's. Otherwise, you're going to get hit for even more because I'm going to counter whatever you do to try to kill Adelie's. It's just going to get stronger. I, I mean, I would not be surprised consistently seeing this deck cast six, seven spells in a turn because a lot of them replace themselves mm-hmm. with another spell. For sure. I, I love it. So that, that control package is great, but really all spells are pump spells in That's this right. deck That's because right. of Adelie's. So. Uh, moving on to our rocks, um, the deck is actually only running uh, three rocks, but four artifacts total. So um, we've got uh, Soul Ring, Arcane Signet, and Thought Vessel. So um, there is a chance that you could draw more cards than than you can hold. The, you know, we're, uh, there's a Reliquary Tower as we get further down um, the list. Um, so Thought Vessel is a little redundancy there for you to be able to have extra cards in your hand. Um, but the the last artifact here is a is a little combo artifact. I mean, it's a nice card that I like a lot. It's called Isochron Scepter. Yeah. Um, so Isochron Scepter is a two-mana artifact with imprint. So when it enters the battlefield, you imprint an instant with converted mana cost two or less under it. That is important to note that you do not name the card as you cast it. So if someone says, what are you going to exile under Isochron Scepter? When it's on the stack, you say, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> And then you say that's when you counter it. And then you and then you say dramatic reversal when it enters the battlefield. No, you don't. No dramatic reversal grossness in this deck. Right. So no dramatic reversal, although I do think dramatic reversal would be good in the deck simply for that combo. Seeing how many mana rocks it has in it wouldn't be good with the mana rocks in here. Um, but there are uh, a ton of two converted mana cost instants or less that you can stick under this Isochron Scepter, whether it's a counter spell or a pump spell, um, a double strike spell, you can put your team of battle rage under it and make sure that Adelie's has double strike every single turn. Um, you can really take advantage of this Isochron Scepter on top of the advantages we've already talked about with Jorian, with your card draw and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of options. 21 instance or sorcery or instance CMC two or less yeah and i guess it's also important to note that isochron scepter exiles a copy of the card and then you have a choice to cast that copy so you do get to cast the card to get the adelie's trigger to pump all your guys and stuff it's not copy you don't get a copy of the spell you copy the spell and cast it there's yeah there's a little bit of difference there like when the spell's on the stack and you copy it you're not copying or you're not casting the copy in this case you are casting the copy Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Sorry if that was confusing. There were lots of hand gestures happening right there. There was. If we had video, you could see all of the hand <laughs> gestures, which would help the explanation in absolutely no way. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. But we would enjoy it that much more. We would enjoy it that much more. Um, also, we were uh, when we were writing um, the this episode, mm-hmm. um, I had to I had to message Andy and and I said I just I had shed a happy tear because you know. I mentioned it, you know, early in the episode. I just, I love having at least a combo. At least one. You got to have a way to close out the game. Sure. Game's got to end. Games have to end, right? It could be on turn four or turn 11. Doesn't matter. At some point. It's got to end. So uh, the deck is also running Dual Caster Mage, a wizard uh, that is a 2-2 with flash for one red red. Uh, it says when Dual Caster Mage enters the battlefield, copy target instant or sorcery spell. Uh, you may choose new targets for the copy. Uh, and that, you know, paired with a heat shimmer and a twin flame can, uh, you know, go a little bit, uh, a little bit infinite. So yeah. uh, twin flame, a sorcery for one and a red with strive. Uh, strive says uh, twin flame cost uh, two and a red more to cast for each uh, target beyond the first. So you can target multiple creatures with this. Um, but it says choose any number of target creatures. 
Uh, and what you're going to do is you're going to put a copy of that creature onto the battlefield and it gains haste until end of turn. You exile it at the beginning of the next end step. So uh, you you have uh, Twin Flame. You cast it to make a copy of just a creature you control. And in response, you flash in Dual Caster Mage. And the Dual Caster Mage says... Uh, copy a spell that's that's on the stack so you you copy the twin flame and this time the twin flame makes a copy of the dual caster mage so a dual caster mage comes in and then targets the the twin flame mm-hmm. and then and then makes another one and so you just make as many as you want and since they all have haste you just turn them sideways and, and you swing um but we've also got heat shimmer so heat shimmer uh sorcery create a token that's a copy of target creature except it is um except it has haste and at the beginning of the next end step exile it so it, it, exact same deal here uh, for two and a red instead of one and a red you do the same combo cast uh, cast that dual caster mage at flash speed and uh, and go go infinite dual caster mages uh, you know it feels like you're playing historic but not if you know historic is, is that a combo in historic it's it's a neoform combo in oh, historic, okay. but it's not infinite it's but you just grab all of them right um but no dual caster mage i have won many a game after uh, off of dual caster mage and twin flame i love seeing it every time and it's a wizard and if adelaide's is out you know how big those are gonna be they're gonna be pretty <laughs> as massive as you just keep going well actually i would like to see it in this instance you are copying the spell oh, that's and true. not casting that's it. true um but if you did find a way to cast a bunch a bunch a bunch of spells i mean adelise is going to pump up your whole party okay so you do this and it. make a bunch of them and then you just cast like two cantrips yeah just so you, to make sure that they're big enough so they're all four fours yeah well yeah well i guess it depends when adelise trigger goes on the stack when you cast the first twin flame i don't know if it only sees the creatures that are there or if it well, the, the twin flame, if it's just in. being copied, it wouldn't, it wouldn't because no, the the twin, cop, you don't get the bonuses from the copy, but from the original twin flame, but cast. the original has to be out before the dual caster mage comes okay. out. I wasn't sure if it was like when it resolves, like if the triggers on the stack, you can put a wizard out and they'll get the benefit or something. Yeah. Or, since they're both sorceries, they need to be cast before the dual caster mm-hmm. mage. Gotcha. 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 But so, so we got a little combo. So, you know, I'm hooked. Yeah. You um, got me on board. <laughs> now, since we also have just a bunch of cantrips and low converted mana cost spells, we're getting towards the end of the game. Our graveyard is chock full of them. We got 25 of these spells in there and we top deck our past in flames. So now we can cast our past in flames. And then with all of our flashback, we're going to cast our entire graveyard. We're going to have 13 spells that we cast this turn all of our creatures are gonna have plus 13 plus 13 our prowess creatures are gonna have plus 26 plus 26 and we're gonna swing in to win and that's gonna be the other way that we combo out and win here but it's <laughs> long and arduous arduous and it's at the end of the game and we're past in flames thing past in flames though is still really fun it's so much fun and didn't past in flame did that get a secret layer printing it got Chandra uh, Shan- spellbook. Chandra spellbook got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Pass and Flame is great, and then and then you know Thousand Year Storm. I know we mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's just so good. Un- I I know you wrote on here you want a Thousand Year Storm and Unleash Fury. Yeah, I mean it's I just I want to see that combo happen so bad. Now. How many Unleash Furies do you want to happen though? Six. <laughs> yeah, I want two to the sixth power. No. All right. All right, Andy. So that's that's your requirement now. Yeah, I need six thousand year storm triggers from an unleashed fury. 
from an on i mean honestly it's very possible a lot of the spells in this deck i would just like to see six times just just in general you know you want to see six windfalls Maybe not six windfalls, <laughs> but I could go. I could go for like six six invigorated rampages to give a creature plus um tw- twenty four plus oh, o. That's true. You know, or or two creatures plus ten plus o. I guess if you're getting to that point, the only way you lose is or like 12. with an aether spouts or something. So yeah, plus twelve or, or titan strength. You're gonna plus three plus one six times and scry scry one six times yeah plus 18 plus eight you just find the next spell you want right and then if you have another cantrip that says cast it and then draw oh it's a perfect situation the only the only thing and and what most people say is thousand year storm costs six mana and by the time you're at that point in the game some people you know worry that it might not be worth it i think in this deck it's just fun you just gotta the other downside of thousand year storm is the first spell you cast doesn't get copied so those the the parallel enchantment is swarm intelligence that just copies any instant or sorcery spell that you cast. So every spell is copied once, where Thousand Year Storm uses the pseudo storm effect. So the first spell you cast isn't copied, but the second spell you cast is copied. And the third spell you cast is copied twice. So it's, you know, in this deck it's probably better to run Thousand Year Storm. But again, yeah, you're right. It's a six converted mana cost enchantment. It's a lot to get out there. It is remove on site as well. It, it is. You you want that card gone. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about uh, the mana base here. So we've got 36 lands. Um, for the most part, the, the mana base is is pretty standard. We've got um, 16 islands, seven mountains. Uh, there's a Mystic Sanctuary, which I really like because th- that is a lot of islands. So Mystic Sanctuary says uh, when it enters the battlefield, it enters the battlefield untapped or well, it enters tapped. Um, unless you control three or more other islands and if you do it enters untapped and you can put an instant or sorcery from your graveyard on top of your library yeah and um you know it's let's get it back it's just some nice little value and you definitely run enough islands to turn it on absolutely even to the point you know what i'm gonna skip ahead to to the fourth point in this list (laughs) even to the point where you could run a high tide in this deck and i really think uh, Andy, you should run a high tide in this deck. You would like to suggest a high tide edition? Uh, yeah. So you're currently running 18 islands, which is uh, half of your mana base because you have 16 basics, a mystic sanctuary, and a steam vents. You can replace your vivid creek with the new uh, red blue snow land that also counts mm. as an island. So you can have a 19th island. So all your islands can tap for double. So what does high tide say? So high tide is a one blue instant that says until the end of your turn, uh, whenever a player taps an island for mana, you add an additional blue to your mana pool. Okay. Um, so it's going to be able to just, you, you're going to be able to empty your hand with whatever you have. Um, but uh, high tide also can fit under your isochron scepter. So you could do this uh, every single time, you know, it's your turn and, you know, double all your islands. It's not going to double your mountains. Um, you do have about uh, 60% of your deck being blue cost uh, pips. So it is advantageous to run a high tide. Uh, I would suggest for your mana base that you should run a high tide. Mr. Bentley. I, I like that you're talking to him directly. Yeah, I'm running. talking to you. <laughs> you know, a card that I would like to see added mm-hmm. is Umara Wizard. So this is one of the um, uh, double face cards from Zendikar Rising. So Umara Wizard is a uh, 4-3 Merfolk Wizard on one side that says whenever you cast an instant sorcery or wizard spell, Umara Wizard gains flying until end of turn. So it's just, it's a 4-3 four, four, for 5. Mm-hmm. That's not particularly great, but 
I mean, sometimes you just need a creature. And the other side, it just enters tapped and taps for one blue. I I think I received probably the biggest benefit from Zendikar Rising for all of my command. A lot of people did not. Right. I don't know. I think these 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 modal cards, mm-hmm. top notch. Want them in every set until the end of time. Spells and lands. Yes, I'm here. You've found your target audience. That's right. Andy Flory is your target audience. I would like Balagad Recovery level spells uh, on all of them. I, Thank you. I will say that I have, and we've talked about it before, quite the opposite uh, feelings about the dual mod- um, double The modal double face cards. Modal <laughs> double face cards. Uh, I don't love them. And the more and more I play, even these new um, call time uncommon lands that come in tapped, but they have these really great abilities when they sacrifice them. Um, like the blue one, blue white one that has you gain life and draw cards when you sacrifice it. The Simic one that makes you... that's not a modal double no, face no, card though. But, but, but it, it's... it's I'm getting to my point. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that they come in tapped hurts me so bad and i didn't realize how bad it hurts me in my decks you just don't like tap lands period i i i guess the way that i build my decks i don't like tap lands yeah so i don't mind them early i like i like getting my stuff i've i've focused on all of my ramp being like two converted mana costs now like all the talismans and the signets arcane signets soul ring i can build my artifact mana base under three converted mana costs now so i feel like i can't have tap lands anymore that's my own personal feeling hmm. I maybe, know. well maybe it's just because you're building for a more high-powered deck it, all the time at be. all times now it, I, I mean it could be it just it, those are the those are the mana rocks yeah, that I are available these. to me i love these another one that i would suggest is base camp i really like it base camp is a land that enters tapped taps for generic mana but can tap for one mana of any color to cast cleric rogue warrior or wizard spells so you know it's 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 questionable, right? Because there's only 17, 17 wizards in the deck, but it gives you any color you need for it um, or to activate um, abilities of those creature types. Um, can it, 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 it can tap for a generic mana too, you said, Correct. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess if you're using any of the um, like Arcane Lighthouse or something that requires uh, colorless mana to activate, it could also uh, be good for something like that. Yeah, there's a. I think there's a, there's a couple here. Looking at it, I know there's um, Field of Ruin that taps for an actual generic mana. Uh, Gaia Reach Sanitarium also does. Um, so uh, a couple of, a couple of cards here and the Scavenger Grounds. Yeah, I do. By the way, like those uh, one two editions of Field of Ruin and Scavenger Grounds in here. Um, in case someone does play uh, Temp with Discovery or something and there's a problem, you can go search up your land to destroy their land or your land to exile someone else's graveyard. So I really do like those inclusions in, in this mana base and this land base here. Yeah. And then I think there's only one more one more land that I would suggest adding because I, I just really like this land as well. Um, it's Riptide Laboratory. It's a land that taps for one generic mana, but has an ability to tap and pay one in a blue to um, return a wizard you control to your hand. So you can prevent perhaps Adelies from getting removed. Um, it is a three CMC commander. So you, you really don't want it costing five and then seven, uh, returning it to your hand. So it continually costs three is very beneficial. I have seen this deck cost or cast Adelies for seven mana before. So definitely 
a good suggestion. Here. <laughs> yeah, I think I think and I think Riptide Laboratory was reprinted in Mystery Booster. I mean, it's not super cheap, but it's not it's not crazy expensive now. Maybe it'll get reprinted in our upcoming uh Strixhaven set since it's supposedly wizard centric. Oh, it it could. Yeah, Riptide Oh, Riptide Laboratory right now is around 5 bucks from the list. Oh, it was in Jumpstart as well. So, um it got two two uh Sort of reprints. You're right. So, sort of. I know Jumpstart was a... Um, limited. Limited yeah, print. Unfortunately, it was the victim of the, you know, the times yes. with all of the other sets that have just come out recently. So um, this was a really fun deck to uh, work on a deck tech for. Hey, I had, I had one other thing. Oh. Um, do you... do you, So even though Adelie's has flying, mm-hmm. do you know why Adelie's has legs? No. It's because Adelie's can trip. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's true. It is true. She can trip. <laughs> she can trip to the win. To the win. Lots of plop. Lots of pumps. To the win. To the win. Andy, thank you so much for submitting this deck for the patron deck tech. Um, and it is one of our tiers. So like we mentioned earlier, if you want your deck to be featured, um, head over and check out some of the rewards on our Patreon. Um, we want to thank you all for listening this week. If you want to contact us, you can find our podcast online at theguardianprojectpodcast.com. You can find our social media on Twitter at guardianpod and our gameplay videos on YouTube at youtube.com slash guardianproject. And we're uh, also on Gmail. You can email us if you have any questions or suggestions or just want to chat at uh, guardianprojectpod at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter personally at ATFlory. And you can find me on Twitter at WormCoilEngine. And of course, we want to give a special thanks to Ryan Nichols, our producer and editor. Thank you so much. Chris Wolf, who handles all of our graphic design. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to both of you. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. So long. Farewell. Avita Zane, adieu. Adieu. Adieu to you and you and you. Goodbye. My ears are hot. <laughs>